0: Greetings and salutations You a Heather? No, I'm a Veronica (sighs) Uh, Yo, hey, it's been a while, it's me Uh, You can call me Chris um, uh, we'll be talking about three movies today It's the uh, the same series But uh, I just thought about Just I sh- I just needed to talk about them I don't have any notes about this by the way It's literally just coming from the top of my head So if I stumble uh, My bad I like I need I don't I just need some time to gather my thoughts Well I've had like a while to do that but it's just that i don't since i don't have no you you know you know what i mean you know like i don't need to communicate that you you know what i mean so let me be talking about the planet of the apes movies that is directed by matt reeves i think the first one's directed by a whole nother guy uh like the 2011 one was it rupert rupert wyatt I've never seen a guy named Rupert before. But you know that's you know what? You go, man. You 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 flaunt that name your parents gave you. So with these movies, I wasn't expecting it to actually be good. I thought it was just gonna be some dumb ape movies just killing people. But but it wasn't. It was actually some good movies. And they actually had a good story. <laughs> And it genuinely surprised me. It, I, you might think I sound crazy, but I think this, this trilogy right here, it can be in talks of one of the best trilogies of all time. It can be in that conversation. You know, I'm not saying it is the best trilogy of all time. I'm just saying, if someone brings it up, I like, I won't be like, nah, like I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a good trilogy. I, I see where you're coming from. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I genuinely think it's, a, it's a great trilogy. It's a fantastic like it can be like I'll accept it to be in talks of one of the best trilogies. I enjoyed it that much. But uh with the first movie, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So we basically follow a scientist. And like he's trying to create like a cure for deteriorating minds. So I guess if they have Alzheimer's or something. So if they're like deteriorating in any way with their mind or not really body, but I guess it's just mind. He tried to make a cure for that. For it's mainly for his father. So when he does that, they're like something bad happened in the lab. I'm like a lab. Um, like I was gonna say monkey, but they're like apes or chimpanzees. But an ape got loose, and like she she started going buck wild, and then like she started like she didn't kill anyone. Like she was like she was just kind of like i don't know was like aggressive i guess but she didn't hurt anyone But well, she was like really aggressive and then she got shot dead and she died and the project got shut down but you also learned that she was pregnant it's like what so she was pregnant with uh the character caesar it's it's kind of crazy to say that because like the last time I think I'll call like an ape or a monkey a character would probably be like Boots from Dora. Nah, this, nah, these movies got like apes for care. Like I didn't think they'll be able to carry movies. They they did, <laughs> they they did. Uh, they uh, she gave birth to Caesar, and then uh, James Franco's character, the scientist, took in Caesar. So they'll be like, okay, like you're you're gonna stay with me. Your mom died. Blah 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 blah. So when we move on from the story, you you see that James Franco's character, the scientist guy who was like the leading scientist for the project to help deteriorating minds, those so hopefully I cleared that up. So with that, he brought in Caesar and he started teaching him and all that. He started uh, like basically brought him in, brought him in as like a child, like his own. Like he brought him in. Well, not like no duh. He brought him in. As, like, his own child, like, he raised him as his own child, is what I mean to say. So, with that, like, we see, like, the bond what he has with Caesar, like, it's we see it going in, and then he also learns that Caesar has, like, some weird intelligence things going on, you know, like, he's like, he's like smarter than like he's supposed to be. And he realized that the testing that his mom got, the little the little medicine that, like, for deteriorating minds. And they're, like, testing it on apes. It basically went down into Caesar's genes. So now, like, Caesar possesses those smarty-pants genes that the medicine beholded. Uh, yeah. And that's... And that's, that's uh that's how we learn uh, that Caesar's like him. I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> like, I just kind of turned this on and just, I was like, I just kind of want to talk. And then when I turned it on, I, I'm i like at a loss for words, but um, I also got to remember what happened in this movie. <laughs> so what we also learn? Is that with the medicine that uh James Franco's character made, is that the medicine also loses its touch after like a while. Because when he gave it to his grandfather, his grandfather improved by like a lot. And then after a while, his grandfather well, not his grandfather his father started like going like going in reverse. You know, like the progress he made is like regret he's regressing words he's regressing so when you see that he's regressing like he's like he's like all over the place he, he doesn't know how to hold his fork anymore it's like some like some small details that like lets you know that he's deteriorating again but I feel like it's happening more rapidly than it was happening before it felt like it, it felt like it was rapid like it felt like it was happening so fast So like, as it's like, I don't know, I, I was going to expand on that, but I have nothing to expand on it. So with that, the scientist, James Franco's character said, I need to make like a 2.0 of this thing. You know, we got it. We got to I got to go back in there in my lab and like get to work. So when he's like working on it, he asked for like, he's like trying to talk to his boss and yo. Can we reopen this project? And he told him that the project that he was working on before that got shut down because of the mother ape that uh, went haywire. They were like, yeah, we got to shut this down. But like James Frankel was like, yo, it works. Just give me some more time. Give me some more materials and all that. And like the boss was like, okay, sure. I'll give you a second chance. So with that happening. So with that happening, we finally like not finally, but like we see more things happening. And then with the deteriorating uh father, I don't know his name. And I'm not looking it up because it's gonna come to me. It's probably not. Well, I'm gonna call him father. The, I'm gonna call him father character. I, I'm not comfortable calling him father. I'm gonna call him father character. Or we call James Franco's character. James Franco. Ed, that's, that's pretty much all he needs to know. There's also Tom Felton's in the movie, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next. What is next? The next thing would be, if I'm thinking properly. All oh, right, deteriorating father character. So like he like he like oh what pff, I had a brain fart. So he <laughs> he went outside and like he's he's at home with Caesar. So he went outside. He's like, yo, this is a cool looking Mustang, and he just started. He just walked in the guy's Mustang. And then some guy's like, "Hey, yo, dog, get on my Mustang, bro!" And he's like, "Yo, I don't know what's going on. I thought this like this is like, I don't know. It's like he's like about to get in a fight, and then because like he since he has like Alzheimer's, he doesn't know what's going on. Like this man's lost, you know. He's an old man. Like he's like shivering. He's scared. He doesn't know what's going on. So Caesar was like, "Yo, this guy's messing with my family. I gotta step up for real." So. Caesar, he went out and started boxing this dude. And he said, Yo, bro, you, you you know who you messing with, dog? And then uh with that, he bit the guy's finger off. <laughs> and they're like, yo. And then with that, we find they the neighborhood learns that now Caesar is uh, uh technically a quote unquote pet of like someone. But like that's what they think. They don't know that he's like a a son to James Franco character, but honestly, it, it, he would seem like a pet with, he has like a collar and a leash to me. Like he had, like he had a collar and a leash the whole, t- that would have been a good detail to add, but we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. So with that, they're like now the neighborhood knows I, Oh, there's a, there's a whole ape in this neighborhood and it can attack people without question. So with that they had to put uh they had to put Caesar in like some type of weird getaway place. It's like should I say kennel? A kennel for apes. I I guess so. I guess that's what it is. Cuz it's not a zoo. <laughs> Cuz like there's like a fake sun or like some like little, there's a fake tree and all that. It's, it's it's a it's a whole lot. I like I I don't know how to explain it. So now with Caesar there, they're like, oh my god. So like they trap Caesar in there. Caesar's like, yo, I don't want to be here. I want to go home. James Spinner character like, okay, you gotta we gotta hold on, dude. Like please just stay here for a little bit. I'll get you out. I promise. And then. Now, like Caesar's, like sad. He's like, and like he doesn't know what's going on. And so now, what James Franco has to do is basically go to a court, get like, I was about to say court-martialed. What's the court? He has to get his court date, it's his court date, so he can pretty much get Caesar out as soon as possible. But he was like, yo. But, like, the court people are like, nah, it's not gonna happen. Uh, You gotta wait, like, everyone else for your... At least you got a court date. But, uh... I think they said, like, three weeks or three months. It's something. It's, it's, a, it's a something with a three. It's probably not even with a three for real. But he was like, that's too long. Dude. At least you got a court date. Some people are still waiting for one. So, now he's, like, he has to find a way to, like... Like, just, like, be patient... And like he goes in and check on on caesar from time to time i think he only checked on caesar once <laughs> if i'm being absolutely real but within this time caesar like he's getting to know his little his little bunk mates his little buddies you know his little ape friends so since since caesar has the medicine he sees like the true nature i guess but like of apes in captivity So like all of them are like, they're like, they're like really rowdy. They're like all over the place. And he's like, yo, are these like really my people for real? No, he checks in on Caesar twice. That came out of nowhere. (laughs) I had to think about it. No, it was once. It was once. The second time it was to pick Caesar up. Okay. We're moving on. (laughs) So he, so Caesar is like, wow, all these people, not all these, all these apes are trapped. So he's like, I kind of want to help them for real, but I don't know what to do. It's like Caesar using his little ape super brain. He's like, I think I got an idea. So like when he first showed up, people are like, I keep saying people, they're apes. <laughs> it's like these these movies messed me up because like they're like these apes are like really they're they're characters so i I keep wanting to say people for real but they're apes and i feel like they'll be offended if i call them people <laughs> like i'm being so honest i think they'll actually be offended if i call them people so the these apes you know they're like they didn't take nicely to caesar's uh first coming they are like yo you got the box if you want to stay here my man and he's like yo what and was, uh, some guys just start swinging on him They like he started going crazy he starts swinging on caesar she's like yo hold on so caesar's not good at climbing at like other apes he's been in like the forest like like a, every other weekend or something whenever uh james franco's character brought him to the the, the force to climb trees so i guess he's not as proficient at climbing as the other apes but yeah he has his mind but it doesn't matter because he got his butt beat in this fight so like he was getting like things thrown at him and stuff and it's like wow they, they don't they're not taking kind of like to him and it's also funny because he's the only ape to like have like clothes on he has like a shirt you know like pants on <laughs> You know, like, it's like you can tell the difference, you can not tell the difference, but you can just, like, it's just, like, small, just, like, small details like that with these characters. It's... It's, like, it's just, like, th- this whole series has small details about how these apes act and, like, just small things about their personality that it actually kind of blows my mind when I realize it. Because, like, in the second movie there's a whole scene not a whole scene but there's just like a small detail that like completely expresses each character in its own way and it blew my mind when i when i like when i saw it we'll we'll get to that when we talk about the second movie but when, when we're going uh when we're following caesar in this place caesar wants to get all these apes out of here he want he wants to get all of them out of here, because like since Caesar's uncomfortable here, he doesn't want these other apes to suffer, and since he remembered that his father character or James Franco's character, the scientist, had some extra like some extra medicine for like the mind boosting thing that Caesar had. He was like, yo, I can get that for some of my boys over here. So one night, he just, he made it out. Like, he he was able to get out, which was crazy. So when he made it out, he went all the way to his neighborhood to get these little cans things for, like, that had medicine of, like, the brain juice. I'm going to call them brain juice because... Like, it makes you smarter, so it's, it's more... It's not really ju- brain, gas. brain gas. It just doesn't sound cool. I like brain juice, because brain juice sounds funny. We're going to call it brain juice. <laughs> so it gets some brain juice, and it goes back to the little... Uh, sanctu- sanctuary? Kennel? Sanctuary? We could call it a we call it sanctuary. We should call it ape jail ape jail so he goes back to ape jail and basically starts like popping the cans like and like throws it well not like like rolls it across the floor so everyone can get like a little get a little sniff of like get that good stuff in them you know what i'm saying so he's like yeah get smart yeah yeah y'all y'all gonna think now so with that happening now all of them they got like they got brains you know like they can all think now so they're like yo Am I am I thinking right now? Like this is crazy. So now like they can all like I don't know how they communicate, but it's more so they just kind of just understand. It's like the cognitive thinking came in to the point that it's like I can I don't know what you're saying, dog, but like I I get it, you know, like we're like we're on a save wavelength type of thing. So, with that, the the Tom Felton character, who's been a complete D-head this whole movie. I, I know I didn't bring him up until, like, now. But, like, what his character was, he was basically the guy in the sanctuary to, like, uh... Huh. It was the guy in the sanctuary to, uh... basically bully the apes that that's a good way to put it he was bullying apes so like since you know you know how like uh bars like metal like bars or like cages like made out of metal he and he has like some type of electro staff or like elect like electro staff we're just going to call it electro staff he has like some type of electro staff that he like he got the electro staff and like put it on the metal bars and like shocked all the apes. Like that was like, he was that type of bullying. It was, it was, it, it makes you feel awful. So what these movies do is that if there's a human character that's about to die, they like, they want you to hate this character's guts. Well, I don't mind at all. Cause like they want you to know this person's a terrible guy. This person's terrible. Don't feel bad for when they die. So, <laughs> And I'm like, oh, you know what? Do what you got to do. I'm I'm here for it. So so when so when Tom Felton's t- time came, I'm like, he deserved that. <laughs> like like he saw it coming. So when Tom Felton like he like he saw the apes getting out, so he's like, yo, not on my watch. So he has some electro staff. Is so the guy's electro staff out? He's like, yo. Y'all, y'all not getting out on my watch. You know, this. We, we ain't doing this. And like Caesar was like, oh, that's crazy. So he didn't talk, but it's more so that. Wait, no. This is when Caesar did talk. So Caesar. <laughs> oh, my God. When did this happen? <laughs> no. OK, so there's a whole scene where it's like Caesar talked. But like it was only a word where like if he was face to face with Tom Fallon's character, I'm all over the place. I should have made notes, just like bullet points it. But like even if I bullet pointed it, I'm still be all over the place. So it, it does even matter. So, so with that, let me let me like let me like visualize it with my hands. I you can't see my hands, but I, I can see my hands. So like Tom Felton's character, let's say he's a, let's let's paint the picture in your mind. You know, have some t- Tom Felton at the left, and then Caesar at ape on the right. So like they're like they're like clashing, they're fighting. You know, they boxing, and then like Tom was like, "Yo, get in your cage, bro. I'm sick of this." And then Caesar said, no like he, like he like. <laughs> he said no and they're like yo this no he did not just talk to me like that's crazy and like they're like they're stunned and the guy who was like supposed to be watching over tom felton's character like he had like a little gun to like knock caesar out he was like hey yo that's crazy and he ran <laughs> He, he ran he was scared he was like nah this, this monk' like this ape did not just talk bro nah so he he booked it out of there and so like Tom Fellon's character he's like he's trying to like stop all the apes from like escaping and he had his little electro staff and then so when one thing about this movie they had a hose so like if uh, I guess an ape was misbehaving they like hosed him down. Which is like, it's sad. It made me really upset seeing apes get hosed like that. So, you can probably see where this is going, right? So, like, he has lecture staff. He saw, and it's Tom Felton's character, saw the hose. He's like, I'm gonna need that. So he reached out for it. Caesar grabbed the hose as he didn't say anything, but like he just looked at it and he said, You're you're done, buddy. Like this is your end. So he started spraying him. And he and like with Tom Thon's character, he had the electro staff. Like he was he like it was on. He was like type of thing. That's thing. that that's not a more like So with that the little hose like he got hosed and he basically electrocuted dead. He died. Like, I'm pretty sure he died because who, who, who wouldn't die? But like, that's like asking to die. Like you're dead. Like it's over. So with that, all of the apes, they were like, let's get out of here. And you're like, yo bet. So they all start leaving They go through the neighborhood and they go to at first, their first drop was the zoo to basically get more apes to be like, Y'all are free, you know? Y'all, y'all don't deserve to be here for real, you know? And they're like, you know what? You're right, you're right. Let's get out of here. So they went to the science place to basically get more apes that were like, like, like I said before, James Franco character got more apes to do more testing for the second version of the brain juice so it doesn't deteriorate the person's mind. So he was like, okay, brain juice. Uh, 2.0, uh, didn't really happen, but like, uh, Caesar went there, got all his buds out, and he's like, yo, let's get out of here. Let's book it. So they, so you know, they got them all out. They started busting out windows. They just started, you know, booking it. like, yo, let's get out of here. I want out. And then, we don't, we learned this a lot sooner, but, uh, There's a there's a thing that's uh you know what I feel like it'll be more dramatic if I save it for the end so <laughs> so with that they start booking it you know they're all, by the way I should have probably said this at the beginning this takes place in San Francisco uh yeah so what is the San Francisco Bridge called It's not Golden State Bridge is it. I'm gonna call it the the San Fran Bridge because that bridge is actually kind of important in this movie. Is it? It's 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 not. If I'm being absolutely real, it's just kind of a bridge. So when they get on the bridge, you know they're all they're all trying to get out of there. They all try like book it out, and so they the people they they let them know like yo. The police are like on the other side of the bridge they're waiting for them, you know like, so, like something like some bad's happening with that, something bad's not gonna happen, but like they they waiting for y'all, you know what I'm saying they're they're waiting. So with that, they gotta find a way to get past all these cops and past all these people without like basically without killing anyone. But also just make sure that they can get across safely. So like Caesar, he's like, Caesar was thinking like he, Caesar was using a brain juice to like, like the extreme is like, we're apes, bruh. So it's like, yo, some groups go under the bridge. Some groups climb the little pillar. Things go over the bridge. I'm gonna go straight through for real, for real. <laughs> and so they got like some gorillas. And like some gorillas, they're like, they're like, they charged the bus, they pushed it over. It was, it was a cool scene. And started pushing the bus towards the cop. The cops like, brr. they started just blasting. And, I, and then they're like, uh, the- the- and then like, they're kind of scared. And then Caesar came in with the horse and like Caesar started like, what's the gallop sound? Is that a gallop sound? Could that be considered a gallop? I, I I guess I guess that could be a gallop. Like he he got a horse. I should probably explain where these horses. Came. <laughs> oh my! Oh brother, I'm all over the place. So, with <laughs> so with these cops, they also have uh, horses and they also have batons. So the first wave of cops were basically beating up apes with batons. And so like these apes are like, that's crazy. We're apes. We can literally just stop the horses with our hands. So, (laughs) so they're like, they're like over here. They're taking over their horses. They're like, okay, that's enough out of y'all. So horse thing out of the way, you know, where the horses came from, whatever. So with the ones that are up top. There's a helicopter going around, and there's a helicopter with like a, I guess a machine gun, or a sniper. It's a, it's a, it's a gun. So I start blasting them. An ape got shot and it started falling, and people saw that. Well, apes saw that, and you're like, hey, yo, that's a little too far now. We we don't mess with that. So this one gorilla, my my boy, my goat. His name is Buck, right? He was in the sanctuary with Caesar and he had his own little cage because I guess he was just more aggressive than the others. But like Buck was like, I'm not having that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he went, he charged the helicopter. He was like, Whew. he was like, oh, and he started like charging. He started going. He's like, I'm, a, I'm a, like, this is, this is personal now. So he went after that helicopter. He jumped and like it was like slow motion he got onto the helicopter and bruh so when he got on the helicopter like it made the helicopter go like a little haywire it like it got off balance so with the, with that being off balance it was kind of like spinning and it was like spinning 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 so it was like, it's like it's it's like off balance i i keep saying that but i don't know how to remove on from the sentence so with that he he, like the helicopter's going down i think buck like attacked the whatever the the pilot so like it's like it's going down and it crashes into the bridge and apparently almost everyone's the helicopter is still alive somehow (laughs) i don't know how buck lived for so long buck took like five shots to the chest and he was still going Like, like he like he wasn't letting anything stop him like he like The helicopter guy shot him like five times. Buck was like, nah, nah, that ain't enough, dog. He survived the helicopter crash. That still ain't enough for real. I'm going on my own terms. And then when he's finally, like, Caesar gets him out of the helicopter. He says, yo, you good, dog? And Buck's like, bleh. And he's like, nah, I'm going to die. He died outside the helicopter. And then the guy of the boss of the science place who basically okayed uh, James Franco's project again. He was like, he was also in helicopter, right? <laughs> He's yo, help me. You know, I know I hurt some of your people for real, but like, that wasn't me for real. Like, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just vibing, dog. Like, it wasn't me for real. And Caesar was like, Nah, bro. Nah, you know what? I'm going to let my dog handle this. And then Koba came out of nowhere. noise. So Koba is the guy who's been getting experimented on in that laboratory for so long. He has scars all over his body. He's like, his eyes like lost color. So like, Koba, like he hates people. Like, he like he has like a, a vendetta against these against people, right? So he's like, you know, I'm going to let Koba handle this for us. So Koba was, he's looking at the helicopter and was, you know, I'm just going to, Push us off the edge. So Coble, one foot pushed it off the edge, and then the helicopter started going down, and it, was, and it splashes into the water. Like wow! And so with this, they're basically free to go. So now all of them, they're trying to get out of there, and they all went to the forest where they can finally make a new life together. So James Franco's character sees uh, Caesar leaving. He goes and follows him. And says, Caesar, come back home, please. And Caesar says, Caesar is home. And so he's like, you know what? You're right, dog. You're right. You know? I shouldn't I shouldn't be making you live with me for real. Cause like, whenever Caesar was with him, Caesar always felt kinda trapped and he always felt like a pet. Cause Caesar always had to wear a collar and a leash. So when James Franco basically came to pick him up, he was like, "Yo, let's go home." He had the leash and the collar, and he's like, "I ain't going go home with you, man. Y'all your mind bro." But nah, what you? I'm free, you know. I, I'm climbing with my people now, and so James Franco was like, "I see that, you know. I get, it. I understand." So now that's the end of the movie but let's, uh, let's do some explanations so before we get into the next movie we got to talk about a thing that happened in the first movie right so with the with the creation of the 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 brain juice 2.0 Kobo's Co- getting tested and then Koba like he kind of lashed out but like he like he didn't get out of his bindings but like he lashed out to the point that it spooked the scientists in the room and then one of the scientists his mask came off so he inhaled the brain juice so when he inhaled the brain juice he started getting sick and so he wanted to see so he was like he was like going around so, like trying to get help from like the main scientist guy So, like, later in the movie, he tried to find help from the main scientist guy, which is James Franco. He's like, yo, I need help, bruh. Uh, But, like, he couldn't find him. And then the neighbor who basically attacked the father character and who Caesar boxed, he was like, yo, what you doing in my neighborhood, bruh? Like, get out. And then the sick guy, the sick scientist, Hushu! Or coughed and, like, blood went, like, on the dude. You know what I'm saying? So, like, now, like, the... There's something spreading, you know? Something crazy spreading. Like, yo, like, is he's like, sick for real? Like, what's going on? And then, with that, since the guy's car, the dude with the Mustang, the neighbor guy, who got attacked and he got his finger bitten off, he's the pilot. And he's a pilot that lives in San Francisco. So you probably know where this is leading for real. <laughs> so with that, he's like, yeah, I, I, I don't got time for this. I got to go to work. So he's over here infected with whatever. He, he, he got the brain juice brain juice plague, and he he was like, I'm gonna still do my job, bro. And he's over here like bleeding from his nose and stuff. He's like, no, I'm good, I'm good, bro. This this ain't nothing. So he's over there. He's going to work, and so he's in a whole airport with people. And like his nose started dripping and like, ah, dang. And he's in a whole plane with people. And so we see that the plane, in the ending credits, the plane that he's in, that he's flying, it went to, I think, another country. So with that... (laughs) I'm pretty sure it went to a different country, so it went overseas. So it automatically got some people overseas and <laughs> people in that plane. And you know, he had to come back home, bruh. So he, <laughs> so that, so this virus just started spreading. It just started going crazy. It started, it started uh, killing people. This brain juice apocalypse is like, is killing people. So it's all because this guy got spooked by Koba and he he got his mask off and he's like, "Oh no. When he's over here, he's over here calling the calling. He's over here calling the the mass extinction of people. It's all his fault. It's all it's all his fault. It's all that pilot's fault and all they got to do is it's just a bullet to the brain for themselves. I guess they wouldn't know that, but the, I feel like the science guy should have known, you know. He really should have. But, uh, the science guy, what we also learned is that he went back home, he basically passed away in his bed, and then a lady, she was like, this guy hasn't, like, left his home in a while. So she went in and checked on him. I think it's, like, his landlord. And she saw him dead in the bed. She's like, ah, oh, Christ. And so I guess it spread to her. I think it's an airborne virus. It's some type of virus. It's a, It's a... They said it's the simian flu. So is the flu airborne? We're going to look that up, actually. Is flu airborne. Flu mainly spreads through viral droplets in the air, but it can also spread through con- contact with surfaces. Oh, so, yeah, 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 uh, we're, we're, we're screwed. So if we if this was, like, real life, uh, people... In this day and age, are nasty. Uh, they don't clean up after themselves. We saw what happened with COVID, uh, so we can imagine what what can happen with um, with this. You know, yeah, you know, like people, like people just ain't clean. You know, people don't know how to stay home. People don't know how how to quarantine. You know, it's like if you' sick, don't be around people. Simple, but but you know what we learned. That people don't know how to do that, because they just... just. Okay, and that's, that's the end of Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Good movie. I don't have a rating for that, so I'll, I'll, I'll just give it a five, five, five stars, five, five smiley face stickies, stickers. Yeah. So, the next one, which is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I think this is my favorite one. This is probably my favorite movie out of the three, and I, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed. This was a long movie too. It felt long. It like, I it felt the longest out of all of them, but like I, I enjoyed myself nonetheless. So with this one, maybe I can give like a basic synopsis of it so I can like so this one it takes place ten years after the first one. So since it's ten years after the first one, the apes created like their own civilization. They're like yo, we haven't seen humans for two winters, which is two years. So it's like I they might just be dead for real. And they're like, you know what? You're probably right. You're probably right for real. That's crazy. We also learned that uh, Caesar and his apes are still by San Francisco, since you can see the San Francisco bridge in the background for a few shots. So they're still in San Francisco, or close by at least. So with that, since they have their own civilization going, we do do learn that... uh, we learn how they hunt, we learn how they're like, they're learning to communicate. So Caesar basically is teaching all of them how to use sign language, like they he taught them all how to use sign language, and they basically learn to communicate through sign language. And Caesar at this point only knows basically a few words, but it's like he's still kind of learning. So, with that, I'm lost in my train of thought. So, let's we're going to go to humans. We're going to go to humans now. So, what the humans want and what the humans need is a source of energy and electricity. So, by... So we do learn that humans are still alive, but the apes do not know at this point in the movie. So when we see the humans, they need electricity, they need power. So in the apes, I, I guess their territory, in the apes territory, which is outside the city, there is a dam that they that the humans want to get control of. Basically power up their civilization again since they're running out of power they're running out of time so these people they're i guess they're desperate because they have kids with them their are mothers and children there's like other other people like soldiers and all it's like they're like i guess they're like at they're like at the edge you know and this is when we learn that the people alive right now the, the people alive right now who didn't die to the simian flu, which is the flu that was like the brain juice flu. Is that there's people who are immune to it. There is there's people who have immunities to it. So the survivors that we see in these movies, we learn that they're immune to it, but they're also carriers every person in the world is a care not oh i don't think every person but uh most people i think are carriers of this flu which is going to be it's going to come up in the next movie but with this since these people are immune to it or like like they don't have effects i should say they, uh, they're good for now. So, since they want to get control of this, stand, they got it. they sent, uh, like, a patrol unit, which was, like, some, like, four guys, five guys. Some five guys sound really good right now. I use some, like, big burgers, bro. Oh, my God. But <laughs> Um. They send some, like, some smarty-pants people to basically go get control of the dam, see if they can get it going again. And they run into two apes. They run into... What is that? Apes name. (laughs) Uh... Can I? Can I? Can I? Because Rocket's the father. Who's. Is the other guy? Bro. Oh my God. Bro, why can't I remember these characters? So. Is, was it Rocket? No, Rocket's the dad. So, Caesar's son, and Caesar with, like, some... Rocket's son. Caesar's son is bright eyes? Blue eyes. Caesar's son is blue eyes. Rocket's son... I don't remember his name. So we're gonna call him Rocket Jr. R.J. So they ran into the humans. They, well, they ran into one guy, and this one guy he got spooked like crazy. He's like, help! Help me! Help! And so he's like, he's like getting scared, and like the like the apes were like, "Yo, bro, chill out." And this guy he had like some type of revolver, and he shot, and like they're like, "Uh oh," because like I guess he he was just like super spooked, like he was like super scared, and like all. And like the apes heard that and the friends and like the humans heard that. So they came to him like, yo, dude, what's going on? What's going happen? What's happening? And like they're getting surrounded by apes. And like Caesar's staring them down. They're like, "Ah, Christ, what did you do, dog? And like, I might have just shot one of them. And we learned that Caesar learns a new word, which is go, G-O. And he just told him to leave. And they're like, okay, yeah, we're going. We're going. Chill. All right. We we out. All right. my My fault. My fault. My fault. And so with that, it, this whole this whole thing creates a conflict. With that, the humans need the dam, but the apes don't want them on their territory because they're already in bad light with each other. The apes didn't do anything to the humans, but they're like they don't trust the humans, you know. Well, most of them don't. Caesar is willing to give them another chance. But it's like you guys, you, you shot one up. You shot one of my boys, dog. Like, like that's not okay for real. So like, we got they, they gotta find a way. You know, they like they they gotta find a way to like work together. So the science guy or the super smart guy, uh, Jason Clark is the actor. I'm not gonna remember that. I'm j- I I don't know what to call you, dude. Uh, should I just call you smart guy or like James Franco 2.0? I feel like I would get confusing. <laughs> so, they, so they're telling them, they're like, you know what? we will go to war with these apes. And then like Koba and like the other apes were like, we got to fight back. Like this is not okay. They're like they're posing a threat to us. And Caesar, Caesar knows what humans are capable of and he's, and he said, no, <laughs> are, you, are y'all dumb? They got guns. Like he, like he's telling them for real, he's like, gun, like you will die. It's over if we fight them. We like will lose too many apes. And like what I really like about this movie, it really shows the conflict of being a leader that like Caesar like Caesar goes through so much in these last two movies just because he's the leader of the apes. And like it's like whatever decision he makes it's like doesn't matter if it's good or bad it's always going to be pinned him into a bad light and it, I feel so bad for him. Cuz with decisions he's making. Like, it's it's the best decisions for his apes. So they don't get hurt. So they don't lose their lives. So when the humans come back to basically ask, Hey, we just need this damn working, please. And, like, Caesar was like, oh, we, like, I have to accept. Like, you know? Like, Caesar, he's worried about his people. Or he's worried about his apes. And, like... If I don't let them in, they're gonna come back with more numbers and more guns, and we're screwed. So Caesar said, "Okay, so for this to happen, you gotta give us your guns, and like none, nothing is allowed. You know, like we, like we won't bother y'all for real, we'll help you. Well, not really, but like you, just, like don't bother us, don't do anything stupid, keep those guns out of here. And like, okay, okay, sorry." So they finally agreed and they finally made like a compromise. So the humans gave the super smart damn science guy like three days. So he has to he has to get the he has to get power working in three days. And for this, when this is happening, Koba decides to go behind I guess enemy lines, but he decides to go check in on what the humans are doing. And it sees that humans are preparing for war, like they're preparing for a battle against the apes. And he's like, "Oh, this is not good. This is not good at all." And like for Koba, he's a character who's like, he's in the wrong, but you understand him because he's like, "What these like what these people are capable of." I I can't trust it like we have to attack them before they attack us but Caesar's point of view is that if we attack first we're done for you know Like, like not we're not like not technically like done for but there's just gonna be too many lives lost and for what So, Koba, he went in and he saw that they're getting prepared for war, or pre- prepared for like a battle, or a little, a little scuffle, and he's like, oh god, I see what I need to see. So, he goes back from his reconnaissance mission, and he's like, okay, I gotta report this to Caesar. This is crazy. And so, when this is happening, when uh, Koba's over there, there's a, there's a character who's uh, not in good light with uh, the humans, who's... The guy who shot one of the the apes, because, you know, he, he's a little trigger happy. So he had a gun in, like, a box. And then Caesar has a second son, who I think his name is Bright Eyes. Uh, I don't remember his second name. It's Cornelius. <laughs> Cornelius. I remembered it just now. His name is Cornelius. That's a crazy name. But his name is Cornelius. (laughs) But he has a second something named Cornelius. And so, the reason why Hold on. I feel like I'm missing something important. I guess I can move back a little bit. But so where the second son came from. Is that. So Caesar has a wife. I don't know the wife name. But she's basically. She was sick half the movie. And so humans were like hey. We see that she's sick. Let us help her. And just let us work on this damn. And he's like you know what. Sure. So they healed her. She's fine. She gave like she, she's fine. You know, she she healed up. Now the sun's perfect. Like she's watching after the kid now. They're all everyone's dan and happy. That's where the sun came from. He, he came from a sick mom, but the mom's fine now. So now we're at we're at a beach by the dam. I I there's I don't know. <laughs> which how this movie goes but i'm gonna just i'm gonna just stick with where i'm going with right now so at this beach part so the guy who shot the ape uh rj he had a little like sawed off shotgun and a box and then the baby saw that and the baby was like started going towards it he's like yo get away from that he starts swinging at the baby and like you're like hey yo is that what i think it is so they saw a whole sawed-off shotgun. They're like, "That's crazy." We told you no guns. It's like y'all are wasting your chances for real. And so they had, so they had to convince Caesar say, "We are sorry. We'll, we'll put him away. We'll put him in a corner." They locked him in the car and they said, "Keep, keep your butt here. Don't do anything. <laughs> just sit here." so now the guy who's like very trigger happy he's like he now he's like he basically almost ruined a chance for basically he all like he's basically almost the reason why this a war started between the two so now he's sitting in the car he's all sad he's not sad but he's like oh, eight Ugh. I'm like smoking like a cigarette or something and then we go back to Koba and like Koba goes to Caesar and says, Caesar. Uh and like like for some reason Koba was talking crazy. Like he's like he was talking crazy about uh boys' family for real. He said, Yo, you don't care about your family like that for real. Like that's crazy. Like I I care for my care more about your son than you do, bro. Like I'm being so real right now, dog. Like like you don't care about apes for real. You ju- you just care about humans for real. And like Caesar was having none of that. Caesar's like, Ibra right, bruh, put your hands up, dog. So they start throwing hands. They like, pop, pop. They're boxing. And Caesar's like, Caesar was beating them up. Caesar was like, Caesar was like taking them down. Like Cola's like, okay, I'm done. And like, like see, it's like we can, it's like we just and then like it switches to like Caesar on top of Cola You're, like choking him out. <laughs> And you're like, dang, Caesar? It's like, Caesar got them hands for real. And Caesar's like, "Aye, right, bro, None of that. <laughs> and Koba, he got back on his feet and he raised up his arm as like, forgive me. Or like, can I move on? Caesar gave him the okay. But It's also a cool thing about that is that in the previous movie, that whenever Caesar wanted to do something... He always lifted up his hand to James Franco's character to basically get permission to do something. And it's like Caesar taught the apes how to do that. But the thing is, Caesar did that himself. Like Caesar taught him to taught himself to do that, to ask for permission. So like whenever James Franco tapped his hands and said, Go ahead, dude. He's like, okay, cool. It's okay for me to do this. So I guess he taught the apes how to do it. Where the apes kind of just did it on their own. But it's cool that it's like a little trickle down thing. That like Caesar used to do it now. People now the other apes are doing it for to Caesar to see if they can get permission or like forgiveness from him. Whew. Okay. Now. We go to the plotting part, you know? Like, Kobo's... We go to the plotting part. <laughs> Kobo... This is when Kobo starts plotting for real. Kobo, Kobo... like... Like, human... Humans did this. Humans did this, you know? Like, this is... I'm not... I'm not with it, bro. I'm not with... uh Working with people. So, he was like... He, he was on a scheme in time. So, he, he went... And went back to... Human territory, and he was he saw like all their weapons and saw them getting ready for war. And then at this time, when he was getting when he was scheming and plotting, the humans got the dam back to work, so now the people got power again. So now they're crying. And it looks like, in my point of view, they're it looked like they're like getting rid of their weapons, like they're like deconstructing their turrets or whatever because it looks like they're not getting ready for war anymore you know it looks like they're like putting things away sort of so Koba grabbed the gun so Koba went in he grabbed the human gun it was like (laughs) it's scheming time so he went back to his basically he went back to his home and then he learned that caesar brought humans with him and then, so like they're all like they're all in their little homes and everything. Caesar's like, "Yo, we did good, everyone. You see the powers on over there, you know? You know, you see the powers on, you see the lights on, all that. So you know it worked. You know, good job, everyone. We did it." So, Koba, he sees the guy in the car, and he's like, "Oh, this is this is perfect. Like this is." perfect for me so he so he sneaks up on the guy in the car grabs him like he yanks him out of the car he, he starts wailing on him he starts he starts throwing hands bro he's like i'm pretending you're caesar and he starts beating him up and you're like dang this guy angry for real like he's mad so with that they already don't trust the guy that was in the car so that's why he's in the car in the first place because like he shot he shot one of the apes, he put a gun, well he had a gun on him with basically against Caesar's wish and against the agreement. So he's already on he's already in bad light. And Koba knew this. Koba's like, uh Now it's my time. And it's like, so <laughs> he He grabbed the guy's hat. I don't know what he did with the body, but I know he grabbed the hat. And with the gun and the hat, he went over there. He saw Caesar, and he posted up. He was like, "Yeah, you're know my size now, nah, bro." So he he aimed at Caesar, shot him, and Caesar he was able to get a peek at Koba. He's like, "I know that's who I think it is." And he got shot in his chest. He's like, "Ain't no way this bit. He just shot." Him. And he starts falling down. It's like, "Dang, bro!" It's like for me, I was like. I was, I was confused. I said, no way, Koba. What? Because, like, because, like, now the humans don't have a reason to attack the apes since they got power now. You know, everything's going okay. But, uh, Koba's, like, Koba, he shot him, and he basically left the gun, and he left the hat, and then they're, like, all the apes were like, what the, what? What is happening? And then so Blue Eyes, he saw the gun. He grabbed it. He said, human, gun. And you're like, oh, no, bro. Yo, that's crazy. No way they just did that to my boy. And then (laughs) the Maurice, who's an orangutan, he's one of the OGs. Like He's one of Caesar's boys, you know. Like, he's, he's like, Caesar's right-hand man. Right-hand ape for real. So, he looks at the humans. He was, like, run. so, the humans, they start booking it. They're, like, oh, we gotta get out, you know? The people who were there to work on the dam, they were in, uh, they're in, basically, enemy territory. There weren't enemies at the time until Koba shot the bullet. And they thought humans shot him. So, they're, like, oh, we can't trust, we can't trust anyone. So they start running, and then they start hiding under a rock, and then Koba took charge. He's like, yo, we're going to war, bro. Like, it's over. It's up now. It's up. So they were like, yeah, bet. Bet. For real. Bet. Say less. <laughs> so I was like, yo, with this happening, Koba, oh, Christ. I forgot also. Koba burned down the treehouse, the awesome treehouse that they built. Like, I was so mad. Like he started burning down the house. He got the lighter from uh what I call it. Uh the human, because he was smoking. He got the lighter, set the place on fire. He's like, yo, humans did this. Women and children stay behind. Warriors, men. Let's go. You know? <laughs> They're like, I bet. And then like, he's like, he was like, he was, like sm- he's like, he's like smooth talking blue eyes. He's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you get that get back for your father. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's all you, bro. You know, you gotta, you gotta step up. You know, they did this to your father. Gotta get your get back. <laughs> blue eyes like, all right, bro. Yeah, I, I, I'm behind you. So they're going to war. So they, they got all the horses there started, they start riding off. They're like, okay, it's, it's time. The humans, they don't see this coming yet. So their first plan of attack was to get the armory, you know, that's their first plan of attack. So they went in, they start, they start, this is when they really start murking folk, you know, they they went in they start beating people up, they start killing, you know, they start using their spears that they got, like these people are done for Like it's like a complete surprise attack. And so like, I think one person was able to get out saying, yo, we're being attacked, get ready. And so the people in the basically, I guess, fortress whatever that place is, they're like, okay, let's prepare. And they're like, they're on the wall. are like, okay, let's let's get ready. Like we gotta be ready. Like whatever's about to go down, we let's let's be prepared. It's 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 going down. So with the apes, they're getting the armory. They're getting guns and all that. So they're armored up. They're teed up so like now it's basically an even fight. The difference is that uh they don't have explosions cuz I don't think they know how to use grenades yet. But uh they they're basically preparing, you know. They're preparing. And that they're they're staring down the long road to see if they can see any apes. And they're like, okay. This is gonna get crazy. And anyway, what I thought, the apes were like, they're gonna like go through like the rooftops and like go in like different directions. It, no, no, they didn't. They just went straight, they just went straight down the road. That that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> You're apes, you can climb. They are like, yo, let's just, let's just let's give them some easy shots. You know, just go straight in. And so, uh, with that, they they're, they're getting mowed down and then blue eyes starts getting, like, he starts thinking like, this is probably a bad idea for real. this is, this is not a good idea. And so like, now they're like, some of them are starting to regret what they've been doing. And now it's war. So they're, they're going out of the fire and they're like, so the, the main objective for the apes right now is to get through that wall to get to, I guess, the people behind there to basically take over their area. And since, and when they take, when they, when they're in the, wow, <laughs> my, my brain kind of stopped there. But, uh, when they're trying to fight through, Koba finds, like, Koba finally is like, I got an idea. So, like, he gets, like, in a, like, a tank gun turret thing. it like, starts, so like, blasting, like, the door. And so, like, now they got their way in. And now they can have their way with everything. So, they got humans, uh, I guess, cornered, you could say. And so this is where you really learn that Koba is just—he's uh, insane now. Like he's like he's thirsty with power now, because like Koba, like Koba's whole thing is that he wanted—is his whole thing that it started off that he was like a cautious character, and then like later on you start you start seeing that he's going on like as soon as he got power, he went on a power trip. Cause once they got like some, there's some humans on some stairs, right? And he, like he told him, he told one of the boys that y'all kill these fools, bruh. And like he's like, nah, dog, they are not even fighting back, they are unarmed. And Cobra, like, ah, I bet. So he grabbed him, took like he started carrying him to the side of like a balcony and threw him off, and the ape died. He just killed another ape for not kill, wanting to kill a person, bruh. And he's like, yeah, you guys got to listen to me. You know, they're like, this ain't going to happen. They're like, you got to, like, listen to what I say for real. Uh, unless you guys, unless you want hands, you know, I'm down for that, you know. And they're like, okay, fine. Sorry. Sorry about that. We'll do what you say. Because like, at this point, everyone thinks Caesar's dead and they think their next leader is Koba. And with that, they basically locked down all like human area. They got the whole place under under wraps. And at this point, we learned that Caesar is alive. When the battle's going down, we learned that Caesar is alive. So with that, we saw that the humans uh, that ran away that were in the home, they saw uh, Caesar like on the ground. So he was like barely like living, and like, yo, dude, who did this to you? Like, I didn't know. Like I didn't know we'll like betray you. That that wasn't our intention. And he said, "Nah, it was. This wasn't y'all, bro. Ape did this, bro. It was my own dogs, bro." And they're like, "Oh," <laughs> and so like now Caesar had to like get his power back. You know, he he had to get it. He got to get rested up. So now it's time. So <laughs> I say it's time, but like nothing happened yet. <laughs> So they went. So they got Caesar, and like Caesar, like goes back to the city, and I'm gonna lead you to a place. So Caesar led them back to his old home, so they can basically treat him there, and that's like a safe place for them to go. And with that, they need supplies. And so while the apes are running rampant the science guy who was working on the dam says, okay, I'm gonna go get some supplies from, like, the city. And then the apes are running rampant, and he's like, I need to find a way to, like, hopefully not get seen. So he's over there, he's getting items he needs from, like, the base. And said, okay, I got what I need, I gotta go. And then what I like about this is that Blue Eyes saw, like, Blue Eyes saw him, and Blue Eyes, like, i'm gonna let you go bro like this is like this isn't what my father would want for real and then you're like oh wow like i was i was relieved when i saw blue eyes bro i was so relieved i said oh thank god because <laughs> I, I thought it was koba at first i thought koba's gonna kill this man it's done for those blue eyes blue eyes was like this ain't right you know Because, like, he saw what Coba's been doing. At this point, we learn that Coba has also been keeping people who are loyal to Caesar, or he or people he believed will be loyal to Caesar, in, like, a, a prison truck bus thing. So, they're all, like, they're all in a bus, and they're, like, stuck in a bus, and they're, like, I guess prison, they're being looked after So Maurice is there, uh, some gorillas are there And some other apes like Rocket is there And at this point Rocket doesn't know his son is dead <laughs> By the way So Rocket's uh, So RJ's the one that's like He didn't want to kill the human He got thrown off of the balcony by uh, Koba I don't think I expressed that But uh, that's that's what happened to uh, Rocket's son so, blue, I saw this happen, he saw, like, he saw Koba kill uh, RJ with his own hands, he saw Koba kill RJ with his own hands, he saw uh, people who would be loyal to Caesar uh, locked up, and he's like, this ain't, this ain't right, bro. So he went, so he's going around, he's like, uh, I guess patrolling, and he saw the science damn dude, and he's like, I'm gonna let you go. And like he's like, yo, wait, 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 dog, your dad's alive come on, I'll bring you to him. So with that, Blue Eyes finally meets up with Caesar. They're like, oh my God, thank God you're okay. Is your son, I mean, is your brother and your mom okay? And he's like, yeah, they're fine. He's like, oh, thank God. And so with this, he was like, and like, he was like, he's over here being sorry. He's like, I'm sorry. And this is when you really learn that whatever decision, it's not, not even that it's his fault. Anything that happens to apes, Caesar puts it on himself. Caesar's like, "This is all my fault, dude." Like, I like, cause like Caesar, you're not omniscient. You wouldn't know that Koba would turn his back against you. So he like he like he holds himself accountable for things like that. And it's like, oh man, really? Like this isn't your fault, bro. Like this is, like they literally did a coup d'état against you, bro, or Koba did. But, like, I guess Caesar, just as a character, is that he he just feels responsible for everything, you know? Like, he feels like this war happened because of him. This little battle, this little scuffle's happening because of him. And it's, like, it's actually upsetting, because you're like, oh, man, Caesar, you really feel that way? You know, it makes me feel so bad. And so, since uh, he's doing that, he's trying to get better. And then Blue Eyes was like, "I'm gonna try and set this straight." So he, so he goes on and he gets. So he's like, "I'm gonna try and set this straight." So he went there. He went to the little prison bus thing. He said, "I'm gonna get these boys out." So like that's his plan. So with that, he's causing a distraction. He's causing a distraction. He's like, "Yo, I'm gonna need you guys to like rock the rock the bus." a distraction is that they're like i bet so they're rocking the bus and they're like, yo dog cut it out it's like the the guards who are like watching the bus like, yo cut it out so they basically pushed over the 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 the, the, the bus and caused an distraction and like they were like yo what the christ and then with that there's like two people like two apes on the wall and then blue eyes start shooting to basically get them to like look away and basically have them take cover. And with that, we saw the people were like, "Oh, this is our chance to run." So the humans start running and they're like, "Okay, maybe not all apes are bad," so they start booking it. And so while Blue Eyes was still basically covering the humans, he was covering the apes and it's like, "Wow, he like this is like his whole redemption arc right here." Like <laughs> like basically to bring all these people like to basically just to save them. So now they're all leaving. They're all running away. And with that. Blue eyes brought them brought Caesar loyalist to Caesar. And in Caesar, he's like, he's like all the way. Like, he's like, he's back. He's like, I, I'm not a hundred percent, but I got hands to throw. Like point me in the direction. We going. They're like, okay. Above ground is too dangerous. Let's go through the sewers. So they went. To, so they're going through the sewers. And then there's like, I get, there's like some people like, yo, hey, yo, who, 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 who out there? And so the guy, the human was like, hey, it's just me. You guys go, 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 go. If you go up that way, uh, you'll probably reach Koba or whatever. I said, yo, I, and we learned that some human survivors who were, uh, some human survivors that were soldiers, I should say. They're, uh, basically setting explosions under the building. And they're like, "Oh Christ, we don't do that." And so, like, like so now the human has a standoff with other humans. So we just got to give Caesar time. So Caesar is on his Lion King Simba arc. So he's like, "All right, Koba, me and you, part three, hands are gonna be thrown." So Koba, Koba was like, "You know what? I ain't no wimp." So he tossed the he tossed his only thing. He had against Caesar, which was a gun, because like we we learned, Koba don't got hands. You know, Koba already lost against Caesar once. What makes you think he's gonna win the second time? So they they, they, they so they go they're over here boxing, and it's really cool because like the set pieces for the fight were really just fights you wouldn't really see, and like I guess in like an ordinary like action movie, because like it'll only work. And these type of movies, because like one part reminded me of like *Revenge of the Sith*, which like they were swinging and fighting, and it's like, you know what? I wouldn't really think about putting that in an eight movie, but you know, these people thinking for like they're using their brains. So yeah, it's it's really it's, it was a really cool fight. And since the fight It basically kind of ends in a draw because the standoff happening underground with the humans. The guy said, you know what? I'm going to just kill myself. So he blows up the C4 anyways. (laughs) And so now the whole building is crumbling. And so that basically offsets the fight. Basically offsets the fight. Also, with this whole fight, I got to bring up how different each character feels. With, like, how they... Remember when I said earlier, like, there's, like, just, there's, there's little things about these ape characters that just tells you the type of ape they are? I forgot to bring it up, but uh, when they're going through the sewers or they're going through, like, the train stations, there's a scene where they're going through, you know where in the subway, there's a little, like, ticket thing? Like, you go through it and, like, the little three prongs, like, it turns when you go through it. Then there's a gate, and then You see, you you just see how different some apes are. You see apes go over it. You see apes climb over it. You see apes go through the little the prongs things, and you see Caesar and the bigger ones like Maurice and the gorilla go through the gate. They open the gate to go through. It's just it's just cool to see because you would think that they'll all just jump over it. No, they have they all had their own unique way of going through this gate slash ticket thing just to get it's just interesting to me it's just, it's just really cool to see because it's just small things like that just sets up it's it's like the more human or like more human characteristics they have the more it seems like they side with caesar because it seems like the, the more humanitarian they are um, like apotarian, i don't know it's that they care more about ape lives and they care about like war Like, obviously, like, they don't, like, they're, like, we don't want to mess with humans, but, like, we, like, we want to keep our people alive, type of, like, that's, like, I feel like that's what their point of view would be, and then, like, there's, like, the apes that are, like, they're, like, they're not in the middle, I, I guess they're, like, in the middle, like, you know, they're, like, it's, like, they follow Caesar because Caesar's the leader, and they trust Caesar, it's, like, but like when Caesar goes, they're like, okay, we trust Koba because that's basically Caesar's second command. Like like it's like they need a leader. So like they'll follow what the leader asked them to do. But like they also it's like they sometimes have their own way of thinking, but it seems like they're also like a hive mind in this movie. In the next movie, they're all they all seem like their own type of their their own person. Or their own ape, I should say. <laughs> so, with that, with this whole fight, also, you see that even with this fight scene, that Koba and um, Caesar they fight in completely different ways. Like, at one point, uh, Koba gets an injury on his side. And it's like you can t- you can tell it's like bothering him. It's basically it's like they're kind of on equal footing now, ish. Because like Caesar's already been injured from when he got shot and like when he fell. So like now he got to like like now like he's like semi recovered from that. And like now, Koba's injured from the cut on his side that's like bothering him. So Caesar sees that and takes advantage of that and constantly attacks that weak spot on Koba constantly to basically get the upper hand to basically weaken him over time and it's just so cool to see that cuz like with with um Koba you don't see him attacking the gun wound that uh he uh that he gave Caesar which would like honestly that would probably be like one of the first things you do like attack that but like now was he started he was just attacking wildly like a wild animal, you know but like Caesar like he was actually like thinking like he was actually like boxing for like he's like he's over here like he's like like put his fist together and hit Koba's side and and like it basically like keeps it like slows down Koba to like an extreme extent to a point that when the explosion happened from the third party, is that Koba like it's like he didn't even want to fight anymore? Koba just wants it to end. Koba Koba finds a gun. So, like, with that happening, we see the difference between Koba and Caesar again. Caesar sees the explosion, he sees that apes are like like under rubble, and he's like, I need to help my apes out. So he gets apes and like he's trying to help them, he's trying to get them out. Well, Koba he sees a gun. He's like, "This is my chance to end this." So he grabs a gun. He lifts up a piece of rubble, grabs a gun from an ape that's under the rubble, and drops the rubble back on the ape. And it's like, "Oh no!" It's like, "Oh wow, this guy he's he's like he's really on this power trip. Like he's still on this power trip." So with this, well he just wanted to end, he starts shooting just just wildly. Like, like at this point, Koba completely lost it. Koba, like Koba, just like just lost it, like completely. So now he's just shooting wildly. Caesar sees this, and so Koba also, like, since he's also shooting wildly, he also sees Caesar loyalists. So he sees Maurice and all, he sees Maurice and them, and starts shooting like towards them. And he's like, "Oh nah, bro, you." You shot my boy? That's It's over, bro. So, Caesar jumps onto... Uh, so, Caesar sees that he jumps onto Koba, basically disarming him. And then... So, Koba's now hanging on the edge. Like, he's on, like, on the edge. He's like... He's on the edge. He can't pull himself up because the side where he got scratched is, like, it's so damaged now that, like, he's not strong enough to pull himself up. Because, like, I guess during the whole fight, the since all that constant damage to his side, it's like he can't physically bring himself up anymore, which I, I like that detail. And so, it required Caesar to literally grab Koba, and Koba's like, Ape, don't kill an Ape. And Caesar is like, Caesar had to make the decision to be like, if I let him live, something like this can happen again. Like, he endangers my people. He endangers my apes. He already killed too many apes. And all these apes that died in this battle scuffle, Caesar puts it on himself. So he, so Caesar was like, you know, I'm. Caesar's like, what's one more? So he lets this one die. So he, he drops Koba into the abyss. Koba's like, Are you think it's like he just got to drop into the abyss? No, he hits a pole. He hits a fucking. He hits like some type of like. Crane thing, and he jumps, and he like drops into like a crane, uh, cart, like car, the thing where like the steering wheel is, and he drops all the way to the bottom, just him screaming, and he's like, "Wow, you you really could have just shown him just fall into the abyss." No, they they wanted they wanted Cobra to suffer. That was crazy. <laughs> So with that, that was the end of the battle. And he was, and so the person, the scientist guy, he was like, that's crazy. Uh, you won. Uh, you need to get out of here. Uh, backup is coming. The people, uh, they called in backup from, I guess, the National Guard or whatever. And (laughs) Caesar's like this war is already started, bruh. The best we can do is end it. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, you know what? He's like, get humans out of here. We we gotta fight. You know, like this, like this. This is basically our fate now. Like, Cobra doomed us. Like, if we don't fight, it's up. Like, if we don't fight, it's basically like an execution. So like now they're basically forced to fight. And uh, yeah, that basically where the movie ends. So now the next movie will be World of the Planet of the Apes, which I guess I'll cover next week. I'm too tired to talk about it right now. I would talk about it right now. But uh I've been talking about this movie for like an hour and a half, dude. I've been talking about two movies for an hour and a half. This is the longest uh episode so far, and it was it was pretty fun. I'll talk about War of the Planet of the Apes next movie. It's a jam-packed movie. I would be down to rewatch it, and I'll probably write some notes down for it. Just so it could be more coherent. And more... Just more organized. All together. But, uh, yeah. This was fun. This is a fun little trilogy. Uh, So, I guess this will be kind of as part one. And then uh, part two, maybe next week, maybe the week after that. I'll most likely be out next week. I'll probably record it tomorrow, and I'll have it. I'll have it up later. So yeah, if you gotten this far, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, have a, uh, I guess, good morning, day, afternoon, whenever you listen to this. Uh, yeah, uh, that's all I wanted to add. I don't have anything else. Bye.